Bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here your host, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Down Under. And with me, as always, is Daisy Pap, your host from the beautiful Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kathy. So good to see you. It is great to see you as always, and I'm super excited about today, Daisy, because we're going to deliver part two of the island model. And if you have not listened to part one, stop right now, go back and listen to it. You must do this in sequence. It's super important to understand what we're on about. Uh-oh, Cassie's giving orders. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it often, but today I am. There's a reason they're part one and two. In part one, we talked about the concept of being in your own island. It's a super cool concept that really explains that our differences make us unique and there needs to be an acceptance and understanding that as a base point of moving forward before we interact with others. And then we talked about everybody having or being in their own island and how unique we are and how it embodies so much of our different traits and learnings and experiences and conditionings and emotions and all of these things are embodied in our island. And then we started talking about, well, if we're all on singular in our own islands, how do we then relate to each other and make that part work because where things fall apart, isn't it? We get stuck on our differences, can't reconcile them, and we snap into a aggression or fight or flight or not getting on, basically. Mm. And so part of what Daisy has mapped out in this book are tools to help solve those issues and help us interrelate between these islands as islanders better to have a more fulfilling, happier life that includes things like tolerance and acceptance and compassion and empathy and losing judgment and evolving ourselves and doing all those positive things that make us better people because we're personal developers. This is what we do. (laughs) So part two, we're going to focus on a couple of things. We're going to look at how we can build bridges with tolerance and acceptance. We're going to look at our conditioning and then we're going to round out with some tools called compassion and empathy. Mm. And I think that is a great starting point for people to actually put this in play in their lives. And then when they're ready, they go over to baldandblonde.live or daisypap.com and grab the Island Mollard book and keep learning because there's a whole heap of other concepts in there. We're just touching the surface. Well, first of all, I admire you. Do you map out every episode that much far ahead of time? And then I'm just sitting here on the receiving end and you already know where you're going, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I don't actually. Like I said, this is a special edition. I've put lots of thought into this. <laughs> Because I really want it to impact our listeners. It's super important. I can tell. Well, so thank you again for giving the island model so much room and such place of recognition, so much space and such a big opportunity so more people and more of our listeners can become aware of its existence. And not just its existence but its intricate place in our ability to be the best human beings we can be with each other. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for bringing the island model in such a beautiful light. I personally think it is one of the easiest, simplest concepts to really increase tolerance and acceptance. And only when we have increased tolerance and acceptance will we be able to live in a more peaceful state of mind and therefore carrying that within ourselves, therefore into the world and therefore impacting the world because it is about living and leading by example. It is not just, okay, so I know this and other people should be doing that or other people should be aware of this and I really don't understand why other people are different. No, 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 no. It starts really all within And this, again, the inward inventory, the look inwardly has nothing to do with narcissism or with selfishness or with self-importance or self-indulgement. No, it's quite the opposite. The more I learn about myself and how my island functions, the more I can understand that other humans other islanders within their own islands function the way they do although they may not even be aware of that. But once I become aware of how the island model functions, then I will be automatically, naturally, easily, smoothly, lovingly, caringly, more appreciative of other people's islands and their existence. It is no longer about they must think as I do, or I assume or wish or project that they may or may not. So therefore, I'm lowering at the same time the chances of me being disappointed, meaning I'm appointing, assuming, others to be just this way or thinking just the same way as I do or acting just the way I do or maybe having the same values and standards and therefore behaving based on that. And then therefore, because I pointed it on them, it projected it on them. I am disappointing myself because they're not. They have the right to have their own islands in their own islands and with all the baggage, emotional baggage, their own dreams, their visions, their shattered dreams, their hopes, their conditioning and their self-development pace based on their own island. Who am I to tell them to speed up? <laughs> Let's face it, I'm just an islander. In my own island. And so are you, Kathy. Yes. And I think that is why, because we've spoken before about words matter, that is why the word tolerance is such a key word here. I think that's what you're very eloquently describing at the end of it is that tolerance is essential in this process because it's a recognition that we are different and that's okay. None of us get to say what's okay for another person. We only get that for ourselves. Yes, and there comes the confusion 
and an illusion because we believe that others should be or could be just as we are or think just as we do or see things just as we see them. We therefore show them clearly the moment when I try to change someone else, I show them clearly face to face or I put it in their face or some people bark it in other people's faces, although they are not dogs, but sometimes they behave as such. There are some bitches out there too. Probably that is where this expression comes from. And we show others then that the way they function, they evaluate, they perceive life, the way they behave, the way they do or value specific thoughts, specific religions, specific cultures, specific goals, societal norms. We show them then that they are not okay. And who am I to share with someone else that you're not okay because based on their island, they are totally okay. Yes. So now when I acknowledge what's in my island, that I am okay because based on everything and anything that I've experienced so far is a subtotal that sums up all the ingredients within our own island, then therefore I can then appreciate and honor other people's ingredients in their own individual subjective islands. 100%. I really think that this is the key concept here. If people can grasp this and learn it and apply it, we're going to have a very different world very fast. Mm -hmm. I do believe, but you see, I'm blonde, so I'm allowed to think this way. I like to cover up with that sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) literally. (laughs) I believe within one generation. Yes. Maybe even less. Absolutely. So let's talk about the bridges. Uh Let's get practical, Daisy. Uh Let's do what we do best. Okay. How do you turn words like tolerance and acceptance into actual bridges between our islands? I humbly believe that it is only possible when I start within. The more I can accept and the more I learn about myself, the more I accept myself the way I am. Let's face it, we are all perfectly imperfect. And when I can start appreciating myself perfectly with all my imperfections and I start seeing why I do what I do when I do, although I'm not even aware what I do while I do what I'm doing, then I can easier, easier, not easily at all times and not by all means, but it becomes easier and easier to accept why you do what you do while you do what you're doing, although you're not aware of what you're doing while you're doing it. Whatever that is. (laughs) She's giggling at me. (laughs) That was convoluted. But I think I am understanding this, that we start building bridges from within and the first two steps are self-acceptance and self-awareness. Self-awareness is a given. I cannot accept myself when I'm not even aware that I'm not accepting myself so far. Right. So awareness comes first Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling like this is where the inventory comes in. Self-awareness, self-inventory, because what we're talking about is getting to know ourselves quite well, aren't we? Yes. And being okay with all our fallibilities because we're human, not perfect. No, they're perfect imperfections. Okay. The words matter. I don't like that word. You're right. They do matter. (laughs) You can blame mum for my vocabulary. Oh, no. (laughs) That, (laughs) That is not meant by the island model. 
I knew you, that would trigger you. Well, <laughs> Daisy and Mama friends. <laughs> yes. I appreciate and I so adore and very much love Kathy's mom. She's phenomenal. She's just a wonderful human being. Now, if you blame mom, now that's a great ball that you just put in my court and I'm just smashing it back at you. <laughs> look at this. Listen to this. So you blame mom. Let's have a look and visualize mom living in her island. She grew up. She perceived reality when she was born. The stage was set. Her parents were there. They already had their emotional ups and downs, their beliefs, their conditioning, their faith, their experiences, their hurts, their dreams, their shattered dreams, and so forth, so forth. Now, what they express into this world is based on everything they've experienced so far. And that makes up their islands. Now, your mom's dad and your mom's mommy They met as two individuals already carrying their own islands within themselves mm -hmm. into this world. Then they meet. There most likely was an overlapping of the two islands because they fell in love eventually and they founded a family and then they lived together and they had children. And one expression of their fruit of love is your mom. Now, when your mom arrived into this world, she's like a little baby. And I like to refer to little babies as sponges, not because of looks or something, because they soaked so much and so long for a good case scenario for 40 weeks in mommy's womb. But once we're born and also your mom, the islander in this case, she perceived everything and she learned and she just internalized everything to be true in that environment she grew up in. Now, she can only give you forward to you as her child what is in her island. And unless she takes an inventory, internal inventory of her own island and maybe having a look at specific expressions in this particular example, fallible, If she does not take an inventory, she will not be aware of it, that she is forwarding that fallible word without double checking, without ever questioning it towards you. And then all of a sudden it's in your island. And now mm -hmm. in 2021, 2022, you're just throwing it here into our podcast. <laughs> yes, I did. Dropped it straight in. Yes. And let's face it. Whose is it? It's not even yours. If we're going to speak about that, then there's a whole English culture that has a lot to answer for, isn't mm -hmm. there? There you go. <laughs> so now it comes to the acceptance. Can I accept myself with all that stuff, all the treasures that are in my island? Not every treasure that I'm finding on the beach is really adorable and admirable and likable and wonderful. Hmm? So I can then keep the goodies and let go of the not so much goodies, like fallible in this particular case. Hmm? Yeah. Now, how can we build bridges? When I understand that, oh, I'm using the word fallible, although I didn't even think about it because it was more like an automatic program. I wasn't aware of using the word, although I used it while I was not aware of using it, while I used it, <laughs> you see. Then when you can acknowledge that you are sometimes speaking words that you did not take under the magnifying glass in your internal inventory, mm -hmm. then it makes it easier for you to appreciate others 
and accept others and tolerate others when they also are not aware that some expressions slip out or some behavior slips out. And now that is how I can build bridges because that is the moment when I no longer judge you, but I observe you and I accept your island as it is without trying to change it, manipulate it. Oh, yes, it. No, I'm on board here. So in return, I'm going to observe your observation and then have mm-hmm. a look at myself and think about that concept or that observation and go, is that a word that I want to use? What does it mean to me? And there you go. where did it fit into my sentence? Where did it come from that I instinctively used it in that sentence? And so I can take this inventory of my own personal view on what words matter to me. And then there's no taking your observation personally, because that would be the other side of what you didn't do by not judging. So you did not Uh judge and I did not take it personally. Okay, so now you're really talking. Oh, Oh, yeah, baby. Wow, this is really deep, (laughs) deep ocean. (laughs) The ocean is deep. Okay. I understand that you are in your island and you're using a word that is maybe not too much to my liking because the meaning I give and how I evaluate that particular word, I'm projecting on you that it has a negative connotation. And now when I understand that you are in your own island and I know where the word comes from, I know where it comes from because it must come out of your island. Now, when I know it comes out of your island, why could I and how could I possibly take it personally? It's your stuff coming out of your island. I mean, we're not island throwers (laughs) throwing stuff from one island to the other. I know verbally Some humans do that and some even enjoy doing that. But once I realized that the words you're using, based to your liking, your taste, your communication style, your culture, A to Z, has nothing to do with me. So how can I possibly take it personally? Now, when I stop taking it personally, then I am open to build a bridge. Now, when I start building bridges, now comes a very exciting part. When I build bridges, I can walk over there to your bridge. When you invite me over and I can stand there metaphorically and have a look from your perspective into the outside world. And from your perspective, I may see things very much like you do. That is how peace is established. Now, we could speak about many geographically important happenings that happen nowadays or since a few years or maybe decades And when we have a closer look at that, and let's say you have the opinion that the Australian beaches are the most beautiful in the world. I have to admit, I've seen beautiful beaches in Australia. (laughs) And let's say I take it personally because I live on a beach too. And I say, oh, so she states, Kathy states, it's just a made up story, that her beach is the most beautiful in the world. And let's say I take it personally, then I will almost believe I don't believe her. I believe what I believe based on what I have in my island. So now she's saying that because so now she's diminishing the beauty and the looks and the comfort of my beach. Typical experiment. I take it personally Mm. or typical example that I'm taking it personally. But I can allow her, in this case, Kathy, 
who states that her beach is the most beautiful in the world, that from her point of view, and based on all the values and standards and experiences and joys and hopes and wishes and dreams, everything that she has experienced, to her, it is the most beautiful beach in this world. And I can respect and accept and tolerate that. Now, I'm going to throw in here a very hot topic, political views, health views, When I start accepting that from your point of view, you make the decision and you have the beliefs and likes based on what you have in your island, then I can stop taking it personally. And I can say, look, your island, I appreciate you and everything that you have in your own island, but I want no part of it. And I wonder if you can accept me not wanting a part of your island. We can still have a bridge and meet maybe in the middle of the bridge independently of what your political, religious community beliefs are. Mm. Well, yeah, so that sounds to me very practical. And I guess to me that means respecting choices. So each islander mm -hmm. has their own choice about what it is mm -hmm. they empower themselves with. Our only job is to not interfere, kind of, or like just respect it. That's just as we want that for ourselves. Now that's key. And so I think this is one of the most important things that I guess is in religious texts is do unto others as you would have do unto you, which basically <laughs> means the same thing. Treat people like you want to be treated. You want respect, give it out. You want love, be love. If you want understanding, be understanding and compassionate. It only can materialize and really manifest in our world when I respect myself, when I can love myself, when I can appreciate myself, when I acknowledge myself. Yes. Because when I want respect from you, I demand it. There are some people out there in the world more visible than others who are demanding sort of respect. But they themselves do not really behave respectfully, based on my humble observation, but they demand it. So now let's face it, you can demand respect from me as much as you want, as long as you want. You can earn respect. And you know how you do it? Based on your behavior, baby. Yeah, yes. So it blows home straight once more that it all begins in our own island. There you go. Everything begins mm -hmm. in our own island and we get that piece. The rest is actually quite easy. You think that way now, so you're automatically going to put that out there, different way of thinking because we started with ourselves, mm -hmm. self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-inventory. Mm -hmm. Let's take responsibility for us. Mm -hmm. And if every single person on the planet did that, that's a very different world. In an instant almost. Yeah. I can see I it. I can see it too. I'd like to go back to the word fallibly that you used before. And you said, oh, blame it on mom. I understand it was a joke and this belongs to our podcast just as bald and blonde. That's us. And it is very important to have that ingredient as well. I'll just add in that it's a little running joke with my mum because she corrected <laughs> my grammar up until my 40s. <laughs> and we used to giggle about it because it was just an instinctive programming that she had. As a mum, yeah. it meant she was taking care of me. So yeah, that's where yes. the laugh comes from, guys. Mm -hmm. 
So this is an additional aspect because you see to her, from her perspective and the value system in her island, she speaks the language of love to you when she's correcting yes. your grammar. So to you, it means maybe, oh, yeah, she maybe is just correcting me or she's observing my little fallibles. But you see, the two of you have a different perspective. To her, it has the meaning of love. To you, it has the meaning, I'm just making this up, of being annoyed. So getting annoyed, being triggered, it's bothersome. Well, especially my mm -hmm. teenage years when she did it, yes. <laughs> That is normal because when we have the hormonal changes going on and the roller coaster of hormones up and down and back and forth, then many things can annoy us. Yes, teenies out there, that is a natural thing to happen. And nevertheless, when we start accepting other people with their own islands and in their own islands, then we can stop taking it personally. Well, I think we're heading in the direction of compassion. So now when I can understand mom is using that as her language of love, then I can see it as such only when I asked her, mom, when you do that, what is your intention with this? Ask questions. Now, let's all be a little bit like What was his name? Bungee, Dungy, Crocodile, what? Dundee. Aha. I knew it was something with an E at the end. Crocodile Dundee was a great discoverer, wasn't he? Was also very adventurous. But he went there to discover and to explore. And then he was a problem solver. Babe, you know he's not real, don't you? I do. But as an example, okay. I think. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm blonde. <laughs> Not that blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, though. Crocodile Dundee in this movie character, he was a problem solver and he was courageous enough to look in new territory what's going on there. And then he wanted to solve a problem that was a given in that movie based on the script. Now, when I become my own little Crocodile Dundee and I'm courageous enough to have a look from your point of view, even when you do not allow me to visit your island, I can still imagine. So I wonder how she's seeing it. And then I can start asking you questions. It's discovery mode. Now, when I can do that non-judgmentally, the more non-judgmentally I can do that based on my increased tolerance and me accepting the fact that you are in your own island and your own island has nothing to do with my island and I'm not going to force anything from my island onto yours, then when you start trying to force things from your island onto me, I can simply see it from your point of view. Ah, she's just doing what she's always doing. Has nothing to do with me. Therefore, I'm preventing it to be thrown into my own island. Does that make sense at all? Yes, it makes sense. It does. And I think that's what we're going for here is when we mentioned before the two sides to it. One side of it's not judging, but the other side of it is accepting, not taking it personally, because they seem to me to be two sides of the same issue, as in it's a miscommunication. So I think you're reiterating that in another way. And I think that makes sense because the keys here are about not only how we perceive each other, but how we treat each other. You can't treat somebody else with value if you're not valuing yourself first. I agree. And now comes the next step. I stop trying to change anything within your island 
I accept it. Yeah. Because it's not mine anyway. Yeah. So what am I doing there? Yeah. What am I trying to achieve? When I'm trying to change anything in your island, let's say I'm the interior designer and now I come in there and I'm going to remodel your island, your values, your standards, your likes, your dislikes, your do's, your don'ts, your preferences, your <laughs> whatever that is related to food. Which is something a controlling partner might attempt. Yes. There are some islanders as such as well. Now, when I understand that your island is yours and my task and the only task is to accept it for what it is without stirring up your island and your whatever functioning systems you're having based on your beliefs, your faith, your conditioning, your cultural background, your language, your geographics and so forth. When I stop interfering into your island, which is not my business anyways in the first place, now then can there be peace? Mm. Why? Because I will be a more peaceful human being when I'm not trying to force onto you or into your island anything that I believe should be in your island. It's not my responsibility, not my job. Now, when I understand that, then I can also be Crocodile Dundee and observe from afar, from a distance. Maybe take some binoculars, observe from a distance. It's healthy. It's not dangerous. Now, when I then stop trying to change you, you and your island, or you in your island, then I'm no longer sending you mixed signals that you're bad, you're of low value, you're not acceptable, you're not lovable, you're just not belonging here, you're not worthy, I don't like you, because who am I to judge your island? Let's face it, I can evaluate it for me, do I like it or don't I like it? Do I want to build a bridge? Do I want to get closer to your island or not? I can decide that, but I have no right to judge it. And I absolutely have zero right to condemn it. Yes. And this brings me back to another one of my favorite sayings. Cliches are there for a reason, I think. But live and let live. Yes. Wholeheartedly agreed. Mm. Now, but these cliches are so smart because they're so generally true. And because people get a little bit annoyed hmm, when they're caught and when they're observed or spot on. Well, when I make my living in my island peaceful, creative, tranquil, in harmony, then it will become much easier to accept yours, no matter how messy it would be or could be mm. or how much busy you are with organizing it or reorganizing it, taking inventory or ignoring that maybe taking an inventory could be opportune for you. I can just observe, you see. Yes. And I think it's important to end the sort of discussion as far as we're going to go in this part to, like we said, for more tools and more in-depth, please go grab the book from baldandblonde.live or daisypat.com. But I think we need to round out this and finish with saying, and this is at the point now where we have all this understanding and awareness and it's almost a peacefulness too. It feels that way to me. This is where compassion and empathy gently slot in because we're not judging anymore. Mm -hmm. And so is not compassion and empathy the next natural step? Totally accepting everybody for who they are because we are all different and we are all learning at our own pace and we are all on our own journeys and that's individually all okay because it is an individual life. There is no two of us the same. 
Mm. So it doesn't even make sense to want any of it to be the same, does it? Mm. So then let's turn the appreciation on the differences and go, they're fantastic, but I have no say in it. I have no say in it anyways. They're yours, your choices. I only get a say in my power and my choices and how I choose to value things and behave. Mm. And I think I really do believe that if everybody could grasp these concepts and try them out in their own life, they're immediately going to have positive results. I bet anything on it. In an instant. Yes. Because then empathy and compassion is a natural consequence. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So empathy and compassion, it just popped into my mind. I have a very sweet client, a gentleman from New York, and he loves the snow and he has so many beautiful memories in the snow, family memories, childhood memories, and he loves skiing and he's so excited and enthusiastic about it. His daughter is turning five and now he decided, oh, this winter I must teach my daughter to ski. And I said, so wait a minute. So this is what you would like from your point of view, because you in your island have great value towards skiing. I wonder how does it look from her island? And he was just learning the island model. And he says, oh, you're right. And then I said, well, what you can do, though, take her skiing, not her on the ski, but show her how enthusiastic and fascinated and joyful and just beautifully amazed you are by you skiing. And maybe that will inspire and invite her to want to learn skiing. Because from her point of view, let's look at this tiny, cute little island, beautiful five-year-old precious little princess. And she sees daddy, oh, ski is so wonderful. And let's say she just rather sits in the bubble bath and plays with, I don't know what, maybe a little duck. But from her point of view, water is water. I get it. It's just the way the water exists in that moment. Hot water in the bubble bath is also water and snow on the slope is also water, just in a different form. We can still find the bridge. Oh, you love water too. I love water too. I'm your dad and I love it when it's frozen. You see, this is how we build bridges. So I wonder how the skiing goes this winter and if little princess is going to learn skiing, if she will feel inspired enough or not. And I wonder then how much daddy will feel inspired to grow and evolve as a self-developer and accept that she is not so enthusiastic and excited about skiing. Yes, and accept that she, no matter what her age, is in her own island. Mm -hmm. Now imagine when parents understand that. Can you see how we allow children then to grow up and develop instead of us conditioning them, putting them into specific drawers, compartments, sticking labels on them, forcing them, trying to demand trying to manipulate them in one way or the other. Now imagine how these human beings, these young kiddos can develop and grow and what self-esteem they will develop and grow. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Now I go one step further because I would like to circle back for a short moment, my vision. Imagine a world, children learn the island model growing up, kindergarten, preschool, first, second, third, fourth grade, early teenage years, just from time to time, a reminder. And they start 
behaving with their peers based on the metaphor of the island model. Now imagine these kiddos go home and daddy says, well, you're five years old now. You must learn skiing this winter. And then maybe the little girl would respond to daddy. Daddy, I have my wishes, my dreams, my likes and dislikes. I respect yours. I wonder if you respect mine. Can you see what happens here? Yes, absolutely. The whole dynamic shifts. <laughs> because now all of a sudden the five-year-old puts daddy on the spot and says, oh, daddy, did you forget that you in your island, you're the captain there, boss there, not here, just to make territory clearance here? <laughs> <laughs> Let's clarify the territories. Hmm? Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for giving the island model so much space to expand and grow. And now imagine we have listeners in 58 countries. Imagine they take their own islands and maybe make a shift within their own islands and carry that island model within themselves, within these 58 countries, wherever they go. This is growing so fast. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. I truly wholeheartedly, Kathy, appreciate you picking the island model and make it into part one and part two. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm super happy that we've created these two episodes because they have such important lessons for all of humanity. As we say all the time, we believe mindset evolution crosses culture, gender, geography, language even. It speaks to humans at a human level and that's what we want to keep doing. We want to speak to you without all that stuff interfering and look at what really makes us human and what things can help us make the best versions of us we can be. I'm mm -hmm. all about being your best version and empowering ourselves mm -hmm. because no one wants to live like a victim. Too many of us have, probably all of us have at one point. To a degree. We're here to tell you it's easy to take your power back. Just listen to Bold and Blonde. Mindset evolution. <laughs> Thanks once again for your time and support, guys. This has been a very special two-part episode we have really enjoyed creating for you. Please make sure you share it with as many people as you can. And like we said, let's pick someone in another country and extend the bald and blonde reach because all of these lessons are intended to help you, to nurture you, to gently cradle you in your learning journey without pushing you at all but we want to give you the tools so that you can choose to do this for yourself mm. and we believe that the world will be a better place for it mm -hmm. yes we want to inspire you and we want to invite you to experience something very different so that's it from us, guys. Thank you for your support. Go to baldandblonde.live, grab the island model, hit the donate page and buy us a cup of coffee. We appreciate all of it, all of you. That's it from us today. We'll see you with another episode soon. We are Bald and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.